It's Chris, the Dating Doc, and happy Cinco de Mayo. You know, what's funny is I actually spent some time in Mexico City during Cinco de Mayo. They really don't celebrate it like us Northerners do, right? Northern American, uh, you know, Estado Unidos, United States folks. But this entire podcast episode is food for thought. It's a way for you to be presented with questions about the kind of advice I give men and women. And what if I flip-flopped it and gave woman advice I would normally give to men and vice versa? Fun episode, a little bit off the top, but I think you'll like it. Stay tuned. Why am I doing this? I think this is kind of funny and it kind of stretches my imagination, creative thinking, looking at things from a different perspective. It's like looking at a piece of art and you didn't notice the purple, right? Then you look at it again. <laughs> so what we're going to do is it, this is going to be a short podcast episode, but just one that you can do at home with your partner, with someone you're dating, with your booty call, whatever you want to call it. What if I provided niche advice to men that I would normally give to women and advice that I would give to men, give it to women, if that made sense. Uh, again, this is the bilingual brain working here. So sometimes I may not express it so well. So for example, for example, especially in red pill culture, right? Red pill, part of the manosphere is that you're so woke and the risk aversion to woman, right? Let's say I told woman, same advice I would tell guys if I'm if I'm using the whole red pill thing, right? What if I told woman, if I said hypergamy does exist, you got to quit dating these guys that are just after you for your money and realize that you as a successful, independent, uh, financially successful woman get 20% of the men out there. Hmm. Does that make sense? Does that make sense when it comes to the evolution between men and women? But just 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 think about that for a second. If I told woman, hey, you are successful, and I mean successful more in the context of financially successful, you get a pick of all the 20% guys because you're successful. Hmm. Didn't even mention the beauty part. Or if I told a woman, you having nice chin structure and being tall, you also have a pick of uh, top 20% of men. It just doesn't work out that well, right? Because you, you think about traditionally, and I mean traditionally when you talk about um, um, evolutionary psychology and what is the archetype of a protector you think about a man so being six feet tall and having good chin structure having a, a strong frame that's more for a man it's more for a man so i'm not sure if that that works but the financial piece of it is that relevant if you're a woman who's making six figures and more do you really have a pick of the top 20% men. Can you really land the good looking businessman, entrepreneur, lawyer? Because you also are in the top 20% when it comes to earning, education, et cetera, et cetera. I don't think that works. It just doesn't. 
which begs another argument of, of what does it mean to be equal? Does it mean to replicate or complement? Are you trying to be yin and yang? Are you trying to be yin to your yang? So I jump off with that because inversely, inversely, if I told a man that they need to just be very sweet, kind, and understanding, right? Just because that, that's that's maybe what I'm telling a woman. I'm telling a woman, instead of concentrating on your resume, be a lot more kind and understanding to your partner. And that's ultimately what men want. Men don't want headaches when they come home. They want a woman who can be strong and independent, but at the same time can be very caring and feminine. So if I told a guy to tap into your kind, vulnerable side, that just doesn't equate. It doesn't. As much as women want to say, yes, I do want a kind and vulnerable man, you can't divorce that from the fact that they still have to be masculine and ambitious. Now I'm talking if you're a purely kind and vulnerable man and and you're not matching it with the masculine traits that are needed to, in some ways, define a healthy man. Not a toxic man who's trying too hard, but a healthy man. So, food for thought. Let me know what you think. Next, next bit we're going to do is getting a little bit deeper into the date coaching that I would do for men and women and what those differences are. Stay tuned. Little last bit there, I talked about the opposite, right? Let's 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 frame it in a way where I'm giving the opposite advice that would apply more niche to a woman, to a man, and vice versa. I use the example of uh, of height for a woman, and if she had a strong structure, right? I won't say masculine structure because that's what I would tell men, but if she had a strong structure, right? If she was just like Amazonian CrossFit queen, does that make her more attractive to a man? Could be yes or no. It all depends, right? But for a fact without even me having to research, we know for a fact that if a man has a strong frame and is tall, there's going to be some sort of sexual sexual choosing signal that a woman's going to be going to gravitate towards because she feels protected by that man. Regardless, regardless of personality, you know, without taking everything equal, um, she's just going to go after a guy who's, who's taller. Now, on the opposite side of it, I said, okay, well, what about men being more vulnerable and kind and understanding in some ways women do appreciate that as long as long as it's not mutually exclusive from some more of those masculine protector traits and i use that last bit as a way for you to as as more of a food for thought for you to think about hmm you know yes that's correct not all advice is going to fit both sides the deeper you get the more specific you get now there are some things especially now in 2021 that you can consider as we grow and modernize especially social modernization part of that would be the fact that yes we need to get in the spirit of not having to be mutually exclusive to who, who you are as a person. For example, you can be sexual 
without having a lot of sex. There's a difference there. You can be very turned on by your dates, the conversations, the way a guy or woman is dressed without having to always give it up. You can be book smart, street smart, and still not be afraid to ask questions or look foolish. Which again now even even goes into being a man or woman of standard, yet being able to show your mistakes. What ends up happening is that people are now finding excuses, finding excuses to just fit into one or viewing someone else as only fitting into one. Oh, they're talking about sex. They maybe only want one thing for me or Oh my gosh, they've made all these mistakes. I can't believe they misspelled this word. They must be dumb. Then you find out they're an engineer, they're published, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Food for thought. That's 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 definitely a good... Um, I think it might, that might be the title I'll go with for this podcast episode. It, it, it's frustrating. It's frankly frustrating because we work off of quick labels. We work off these quick labels when we when we see someone that we're, we're interested in dating and we find out, okay, well, there's someone who, someone who reads a lot, but does that mean that they're the type that I can take to a, a concert? Or does that mean, yes, okay, to get, to get to the bottom line, yes, that's part of the discovery. That's part of the ammunition when you're going on a date and they and let's say you meet at a coffee shop or a bookstore, but you're like, man, okay, how much can I stretch when it comes to activities I can do with this potential partner? Ask them. Get away from the same questions on how long have you lived in the area? What do you like about Bumble, Tender, Hinge, or however you met them? What are you looking for? Sometimes these are very empty questions where you really haven't thought them out. Instead, take the approach of wondering, does this person fit into a narrative where they can be both red and blue? They can either be purple, if you catch what I'm saying, they could be a combination of the red and blue, or they can enjoy red some days and blue some days, and they can coexist. So find out about that, because in the end, you are partner searching, at least some of you guys, and I mean guys in a very uh, gender neutral way. Some of you are partner searching. Some of you are bored between your Netflix episodes and just want to go on a date. So find out, do they exist in these dualities or are they a hybrid of things that you're looking for? But do not make the assumption that they're only one or the other. Discover. Discover who this person is because they may not fall into the construct of what you're originally looking for which in the end surprises you because all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, I had no idea. I did want a guy who dresses a little bit emo, for example. Or, wait a minute, I said no military men. This guy doesn't even have to move around. True story with me. I've been X'd out of the game 
because of assumptions of me having to move because I'm military. Then I come find out after I explain to them that I'm actually on active orders, but I'm a reservist, meaning I could stay in the same area. Then all of a sudden we flip the script because then they're like, oh, wait a minute. He can come home in uniform and he doesn't have to leave in a couple years. So I can invest some time and energy into this guy. Bam. Dispel the myths. Continue to learn about that person. Learn what makes them tick. Have a mindful game plan to all of this. So to circle back on the first bit, imagine if I told a, a if I told a woman, "Hey, to get a, a guy's attention at the bar, just put your hand on the small of his back and hold strong eye contact." funny how that works right we all know we all know the deal don't even lie to me don't try to go into all this like men do it too not all women no no if you try that that's all right men will respond well especially if there's that attraction if a man started doing that i'd say 10 or 15 years ago the game was on lock you could do that at a nightclub at a bar at a lounge you can slide your hand on a small of, of a woman's back, especially if there's eye contact and smile and there's some sort of initial attraction and connection there. You try that now in this world of hypersensitivity and, and being offended by being offended, man's going to get arrested. A woman does that. And all of a sudden it's like, whoa, hold up, woman. What's going on? What's your name? So it, again, it, it's a reminder that not all advice that I give fits. Let's do another one. So if I told a man, if you want to get the right kind of guy or kind of <laughs> right kind of woman, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to trying to switch the perspective frame mindset shift here. If you're trying to get the right kind of woman by the third or fourth date, definitely talk to them that um, while you are sexual in the end, you are ready to give some time and energy to possibly being married and having a house together. If a woman says that, it's healthy. It's like, okay, cool. She's setting expectations. But we know some woman, if a man said that, some women are going to see that man is weak or desperate. The fact that he's just going straight for the, I want a house, I want to get married stuff. Even though the same kind of woman will complain that men don't know what they want. And yes, I know at the same time, some women don't know what they want. It, It fits both sides. And it's a reminder, right? You can tell yourself, even without my help, like, what advice do I need and how does it fit into my construct? And, and that's really, I guess, in a way, this is indirect, uh, an indirect plug for what I do as a, as a date coach is to be able to separate what is the niche advice that you need that not only fits your gender and the, the traditional gender roles, we're always redefining what traditional means, right? Make America great again, right? Which means wait, when, when, when? Make America great again when there was still racism or the fact that, you know, at that time we were a more patriotic nation. We were a little bit of both, right? We were a, a disgusting, ugly, xenophobic nation. But at the same time, yes, there was some some sort of Americana, American pie about America, And they both coexisted. But the ugly makes more noise nowadays, right? Anyways, I digress. The point being is when I'm working on a game plan for someone, 
I'm going to look at what makes sense for that person at the same time, holistically, what makes sense for their gender and what they're looking for. And let's not lie to ourselves. There is a separation in advice that works for a woman versus a man. If, if a listener is wondering, okay, well, what are your thoughts on, on non-binary I'll be very clear with this. I just do not have much exposure and experience with um, non-binary folks, you know, uh, transsexuals, et cetera, et cetera. Does not mean I'm, I'm transphobic. It's like me saying, it's like asking me to speak Mandarin Chinese, and if I don't speak it, that means I hate uh, folks from China. That's not the case. I just, I just don't have much experience with it. But I do know that there are certain roles, energy, vibrations frequencies that are totally different from a man dating versus a woman dating and their guidance might be a little bit different i may provide a man who is a little bit more vulnerable and not so much on the going to the gym you know uh, going out and having beers and, and shooting hogs on the weekend Versus a man who is shooting hogs on the weekend, but doesn't know how to be vulnerable and cries at night because he misses his army buddies who passed away. Or a woman who is a strong corporate leader, literally wears pants all the time, hardly wears skirts and dresses, and wants to learn how to be more feminine while at the same time asserting, you know, her strong attitude and dominance. Versus a woman who is a little bit more flowery, feminine, but has not respected her own self-boundaries, has been kind of stepped on, and her kindness has been taken for weakness. That's kind of what I work with, you know, and, and, and uh, food for thought. As I said, this is kind of the, the this is what I'm going to call the episode. As a way for you to think about, okay, what is it that I need as a person? And when it comes to dating, what is it that you need about dating? It might not just be simply sex, Jordan Peterson said it best recently. He, he restated it. He's, he said it before that there is no more of a noble act than finding a true companion compared to someone who has high sexual market value and just uses it over and over and over just to sleep with people. After a while, you can become bitter and sad. So what do you want from dating? What do you need from dating? Obviously, I'm here to help with that. But with this podcast, completely free. I think every time you watch, you give me like 0.04 cents or something like that. Think about what you want. Look in the mirror. What is that you need from dating? Food for thought.